welcome to Share Group's opinion channel, Sandbrook's Soapbox. It's embedded deep within the DNA of our founder, Claire Sandbrook, to share her ideas and opinions when it comes to all things sharing. With a unique vantage point and a strong point of view, Claire is renowned for her straight-talking approach when it comes to enforcement operations. So, come along as that's all to come here on Sandbrook Soapbox. Hello, it's Claire Sandbrook from Share Group and welcome to Sandbrook's Soapbox. In my career, I've had the opportunity and the privilege to work with government officials, senior judges and court users. I've made my mark in being forthright and clear in my vision for high court enforcement and for the delivery of justice through enforcement services. I'm an ideas person and I guess some people would call me an entrepreneur. So I wanted to use the soapbox area of, of our website at sharegroup.com to comment on what I see in enforcement today. I'll be able to tell you in this part of our website what I think works in relation to government regulations, trade association pronouncements, reported decisions from the courts and probably a bit of gossip from the enforcement industry that might wind me up or be winding you up. This is an area of the website where we'll be forthright. I think the, the word today is vent. And you can come on and be part of our podcasts and videos and explaining what works for you in the civil justice arena. Don't be shy. It doesn't work all the time. And there are still gaping holes that need to be fixed. We need to talk about what works and what doesn't, because it's important in England and Wales, which is the home of the common law system across the world. Court users issue thousands of claims every year in the civil courts for the recovery of money and the recovery of property. Many of these people are not represented by trade associations and have no voice in how they find the system of delivery. This means that those of us who do have some influence and a voice should work as efficiently as possible to process the amount of court business that we receive and to look at where we can fix problems for court users, whilst at the same time maintaining a balance in the system for those on the other end of the judgment, the debtor or the defendant. Now, by and large, what I see is that from the issue of the claim up to the entry of the judgment or issuing an order, the civil court system works relatively well. With online systems for both money and property claims, the UK government, .gov.uk, has done a good job in getting the processing of claims into a digital form of business. Do you recognise that word digital from other content that we've put out in ShareGroup? We talk about this a lot as we're encouraging more and more people to visit the, the, visit the digital transformation of their business. Suffice to say that government, as you would expect, has been leading the way on this and have been on its own journey over the last 20 years. But, and here's the but, 
everything becomes so much more complicated for government when it comes to enforcing the court's judgment or order. And this is where we really want to get stuck in into the how and why the government needs to step up its efforts to get the systems working for the benefit of court users. That's you. You're the people who pay the fees. You're the customer. And we want to see you getting the right level of delivery from all of us involved in the enforcement process. So this has been my personal soapbox for the past 30 years. I was an architect of the transfer up system with which all high court enforcement officers use today. I pioneered the checking of vehicles taken into legal control by enforcement agents and set up the Shercar system, which we run today, and we work with the Ministry of Justice on their platform to deliver this system. I also worked <coughs> with policy officials to create the NICE Sheriff's system to register all insolvency notices issued in England and Wales through one central point. In fact, my mother used to sort the, the insolvency registers notices out on the kitchen table when we first started because it was all in paper form. Sadly, a decision was made by the High Court Enforcement Officers Association to junk this system 10 years ago. And only last week I had a situation where a, a solvency notice um, wasn't registered. Didn't, we didn't know about it and it created a, an issue on priority. So it's a, it was a retrograde step. <clears throat> I also set up the educational pathway discussions between the Chartered Institute of Credit Management and the High Court Enforcement Officers Association in 2010, when everyone told me it couldn't be done. And the Institute of Legal Executives, as they then were, couldn't really get their head around how they could include enforcement agents in their uh, scope of uh, programme, their educational pathway. And I have to take my hat off to Philip King um, and Debbie Tuckwood of the Chartered Institute of Credit Management, who listened carefully to what I had to say and did indeed create a pathway for enforcement agents, which today sees us with level two, level three and level four um, uh, examinations um, for enforcement agents. We've come a long way in the last 10 years and I was the person that kicked that all off and I'm, I'm very proud of that. And finally, I went to the Union of International Huissier of Justice in uh, Paris and I met with the charming Jacques Isnard, who was the then president. And I made sure that high court enforcement officers, as opposed to any other type of enforcement agent, had a place at the table of discussion in Europe about civil justice enforcement. And whilst we may no longer be in Europe, there's no doubt that we, we play an important part in the civil justice arena around the world because the common law system started in England and Wales over a thousand years ago with the sheriffs. So all that history and all that jurisprudence from cases and statutes is ended up in what we see today, which is Schedule 12 of the Tribunal Courts and Enforcement Act 2007 and the taking control of goods regulations 2013, 2014, etc. This is a tremendous um, body of work. So 
I want to continue to comment on that, but I want to hear your opinion about what's working for you in the civil courts, because it's all right, the rest of us pontificating about it. And indeed, enforcement professionals are terrible at trying to um, interpret the law. I have one or two people, both lawyers, um, who give me the feedback on the current understanding and interpretation of the taking control of goods regulations and they're kind of my touchstone on how we operate and that's important because these regulations are now being scrutinized by senior judges and we need to understand how they are looking at the regulations and applying them to the cases that come before them and from there we can take comfort about what we have done in, within the framework and anything that a judge is raising an eyebrow about. I mean, they're the ultimate arbiter of, of what we see and how we get this framework to work for civil court users and indeed to protect the public from overzealous bailiffs. That's very important. So I have a number of outlets in terms of writing, commenting, and now I have TV shows and I'm a, I suppose I'm a walking, talking expert on the realities of enforcement, not just the law, the practical fusion of the law with the framework that I've described earlier. But what does that really mean on the ground? How are we managing cases to enable us to take the right steps at the right time and to ensure that the agents abide by the national standards of enforcement agents and that the whole the whole playbook for the enforcement industry works as professionally as possible. It's very, very important. Um, and so in this part of our website, get ready for some peppery discussions and let's see, um, get the conversation going with you. You're our community. You're our audience. What works for you and what would you like to see? Where are the delays? Where are the bottlenecks? Where have you lost money because of delays? What would you like to see in terms of county court bailiffs? What would you like to see in terms of high court enforcement officers? What would you like to see in terms of the transfer up process? I mean, that's a real plate of spaghetti. That's been in place now for 20 years, the transfer of the judgment on the N293A form. It needs serious reform. And I know that the High Court Enforcement Officers Association are looking at this, but we need real people with real dilemmas to come forward and talk about the Jurisdiction Act and the implications of not being able to enforce in the High Court because the debt value is under £600 or the debt is regulated under the Consumer Credit Act legislation, which is a complete misnomer. That is, there's just no basis for that in law at all, except some stubborn refusal to update the um, legislation and create um, a level playing field for creditors. We want to hear from you. This is the place that you can do it. And we'll be inviting commentators to come on to um, our uh, podcasts and uh, onto our um, Facebook live 
um, and recordings so that they can share their insight and their expertise. I think that's really important. And what I want to do is I, I want to see a rounded discussion. Um, I want to see the views of lawyers, of course. That's important. But I also want to see the views of litigants in person, people who are unrepresented but are using the courts to get their money or their property back. What are your frustrations? Where have you been let down? What has it cost you um, when we're going through this system of enforcement? And generally, what what's it like in your world? You know, from the point of view of, you know, coming out of the pandemic and trying to 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 get to grips with your business, trying to recover your rent, forfeit your lease. Um, issue your commercial rent arrears recovery. What does that really look like? Because government, are, you know, they're legislating on that left, right and centre. Um, and it's very annoying for me that they can do that, but they have failed time and time again to grasp the nettle of allowing the jurisdiction order to be reformed, which would enable more work to come to high court enforcement officers, which would then relieve the bottleneck of warrants of control and warrants of possession in the county courts. It's that simple. It's not complicated. And somebody somewhere is making it complicated. So as you can tell, um, I have a lot of opinions about this. And this is this is my chance to get them out. Um, and I want to take you along for the ride. So I look forward to hearing from you and we'll be inviting people to come along and if you would like to be involved in a podcast or interview with me about your views on enforcement then I would love to hear from you. Thanks everyone, look forward to talking to you in the future. Until she gets on her soapbox, thanks again for tuning in to listen to Claire's point of view here on Sandbrook Soapbox. If you want to connect with Claire and her team, then just contact ShareGroup at ShareGroup.com or via the usual social media channels.